Yeah, back at it again. Theology in the Streets podcast. This is Extended Thought, where no topic goes untouched. And I got to my right. Oh, you got all the way to the all the way all right. the way to all the right. right. Oh, all the way right. It's your boy Don Dada. Yes, sir. Back one more game. How y'all feel out there? I got right next to me. You got your boy Kirk Classic. And I'm your boy Pastor Lou, aka Late to the Game. And listen, we got a special guest with us filling in for Gemma Juggernauts. We have David in the cut Jones. Say what's up, brother? What's going on, fellas? <laughs> How we doing? Yeah, hey, listen, yeah, man. Yeah. Yo, he got that perfect deep voice yeah, for yeah, that Barry audio. Yeah, that <laughs> Here we go. Here we levels, go. Levels is, you know. Here we yeah, go. The levels. Hey, check it. Um, so we're gonna continue our discussion from our last episode. Uh, our last episode was uh, music and inside perspective. This is gonna be music and industry perspective. Uh, because brother Dave Jones, in the cut Dave Jones, uh, he actually has a lot of experience um, working in the music industry. And so we're going to probe him and work on him and see what we can get, some juicy nuggets, yeah. and go from there. So so Dave, uh, to just get us going, share a little bit about how you got into working with music artists, musicians in the industry. Um, well, I... I had I was fortunate enough to get an internship um, at Dejalon Studios, a local studio that doesn't exist here anymore. Um, I had a brother named Phil Thorne who brought me in, and um, I I had signed up to do some sessions there, and um, we had a lot in common, you know, when I went down there. And he said, "Listen, man, you know, you spend a lot of money down here. I could probably get you an internship, you know." And that's what ended up happening. I ended up getting an internship there. Um, it wasn't easy though, man, because you know it was like they just started building the studio. So uh, my first day, I showed up, man. They had me pushing a wheelbarrow of sand in, in and out of the building. You know, they had a sand truck. You had to, yeah. and and they would dump it sand into the wheelbarrow. You had to wheel it in there over uh, plywood and stuff. All the dirty so work, in the yeah. All the dirty work, no you doubt. Know from then. Okay. No doubt. So they, the you know, like uh, the entire first floor, um, it was it had all you know all sand in the you know underneath the subfloor because mm-hmm. so the sound wouldn't right, leak right. down to the studios downstairs. So I spent a lot of time doing that, man, taking out garbage, all kinds of stuff. But I got free studio time from doing it. So you know, um, starting just doing that, uh, Dejalon had like a little uh, a local production company and stuff. There were a lot of local. Uh, artists, musicians, yeah. producers, and stuff that were involved with that. I wasn't so ingrained in that part of it because they already had kind of like a core crew that was doing it. So I was more like bringing my own group down there and, uh, you know, working on projects and stuff that I had going on. Um, but I didn't really get involved to, you know, with with working with industry people until, um, you know, uh, they, they big artists were coming to town to record their projects there and stuff. Everybody thought it was just, uh, you know, when the whole Jodeci craze came through. But people have no idea, man, how many, how many other bigger Big. name artists yeah, exactly. came through there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It was like there were some huge names that came. through That's there. why I was upset when it closed down. They should have yeah. left it like a, at least like a historic. Yeah, I would say. You yeah. Know what I mean? Well, what, the the whole thing with that man was that it was just like, you know, shout out to my man uh, Dave Shoemaker Jr. Man, because Dave made he was he made the dream work. You know, he was the one that approved me being able to do an internship and stuff there. But unfortunately, like, for Dave, he got starstruck, man, as far as, like, 
with Jodeci coming in there and stuff. They had full run of the studio, man. And the dudes tore that studio up. Yeah, yeah. There was so much debt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like, it was just, it just, they never were able to recover from that. Yeah. And so what happened was, because Jodeci had this, the studio on lock for 24-7, um, they put their other paying clients out, like the car dealerships that did their commercials there and stuff like that. They kind of kicked them to the, to the curb and was, and was like, well, we got this long-term money coming in. You guys are gonna have to find somewhere else to do your business, you know. Yeah. And that was just, I mean, I can't fault him for that because it, he saw the he saw the money opportunity, man, and he took it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I can't fault him for that. But that's basically how I ended up, you know, getting being exposed to all of the wisdom and the knowledge from these heads that worked in the industry. You yeah. know, old school cats, and uh, you know some present cats too. But, um. I was there for the knowledge, man. You know, at first, you know, you become a little starstruck, but then you start to see how people move. Mm -hmm. You start to see what they're really about, and then you say, you know what, I'm gonna get out of this person what I can get out of them, and then let let all of that, you know, that that fame and that yeah, glory stuff yeah. slide. You know, shout outs to your boy Phil. He made us a beat too. He was one of the, one of the first producers I worked with too. Yeah, when I came, in, when I was like 11. Listen, man, Phil Thorne taught me everything that I know about making beats. Everything. And, you know, so I'm forever indebted to Phil because, you know, he didn't have to. He, you know, there, he had other cats under his wing, man, and he was, you know, he was giving them nuggets and he was doing the same thing for them, you know what I'm saying? But for whatever reason, Phil took a liking to me, man, and he just, he he taught me everything, you yeah. know, and, and, and cool I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, in, I'm indebted for Phil, not just because of the, the music, you know, the music knowledge that he gave me, but because of the man he was well, and, and still is. You well, know? even with me too, even though the little bit um, time that I spent with him, he was the first one to show me studio ethics, mm -hmm. like mic control, right. you know what I mean? Um, my ad-libs, right. um, laying down tracks, you know, doubling up tracks, you know, my right. first producer I no worked doubt. with, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. So. Doubling tracks, bouncing them in. Bouncing, exactly, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. First time I ever saw him bounce a track, man, I was like, I thought that was like the greatest thing. Mm -hmm. It was now, like when you say bounce a track, what does that mean? So basically, like if you have, uh, if you have a, if you recorded a track and it's it's on it's on one track, you you use quarter inch cables to to reroute them and and move a track from one track to another. It 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 sounds like it's the most basic thing, man. But when you when you're young and you're young in music and stuff, and you yeah. don't really. You, you've never seen anything like that. It, it was just like the most. He's like, I really, I really need. You know, I should have recorded this track on this track so everything could be close together. And I put it down here by mistake. I'm just gonna bounce it over. So all he did is just, you know, take a cable and go from a out to an in and and move the track over, freed up the other track. It was just something very basic, man. But like, again, like when you're young. Listen, and if we're going back now, let's go back to the when I went to um, Dejalon. That's when they was using that. Right, right. Okay, that's a that era. No doubt. But I recorded prior to that. Right, two okay, inch Okay, I'm tape. talking about real to real. Right, two, mm -hmm. two inch tape. Okay, now you look, it looked like a movie uh, projector, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. and you had a splice. Right. Bro, let me tell you something, bro. See, these kids don't, don't hold know. up, man. Let me go on my little ramp, <laughs> ramping here. Because listen, when you recorded back then, you couldn't mess up. 
See, it wasn't like now computer and you just do the vocals and they take this out and they put this in and, you know, you got Pro Tools that's doing this and all that. Bro, I recorded on real to real, bro. No doubt. And when you did one take, it was one take, bro. And you know, and if you wanted to edit that, bro, you know how much work it took? They had to splice the the, the <laughs> film and, and, and oh my, it, bro, it was one takers. You had to, you had to drop it, bro. It, it had to be one, one take, bro. And, then, and when you, you know. No, and then when you wanted to like, so before you even did anything, the most boring part about working with two inch tape is that you go in the studio and you you like hype, like, yeah, man, we gonna start recording. But the first thing they do is they have to lay down what was called a sympty track. Mm, and yep, a sympty track right. sound like a like a, a fax machine noise. <laughs> and what they have to do is they use up a whole track yeah. as just sympty code. And what the sympty code did is it locked your machinery into the to, to the to the recorder. So it, it created that sync, that lock. So you had a code coming from like with me, I had to I had an MPC, mm-hmm. you know, and then, so you know it had like uh, you had to take the sympty code from the MPC and play it so that it would lock to the two inch machine and the two inch recorder, and then they, when they would lock, it would make your vocals and the music lock up every time they hit stop and rewind. That's and crazy. They, yeah, yeah so, it wasn't it crazy. wasn't bro. These kids don't they have know no what idea. Work. They don't know what it is putting work <laughs> they have no musically. Yeah, bro, bro, right? they got Change it so good, bro. Yeah. They got it so good. Yo, bro. how is it, yo? How is it that technology has gotten better, but some of these artists have gotten whacked, bro? <laughs> That's why. It's because their audience doesn't demand more from them. That's why. Mm, that's, that's big. That's big. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll. Uh, there was a, there was a scene in, uh, in the, in the movie Malcolm X with uh, Denzel Washington mm-hmm. where he was talking with Elijah Muhammad, and uh, they were pouring the water, and, and my man said, um, he poured the water and he put ink in, it and he said it if. They'll drink this if they're thirsty, but if you give them this, and he's had a you know a clean glass of water, he said if you give them this and let them make up their own minds, you know, and then then you'll have them. Yeah. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with music. It's like mm-hmm. if if your audience isn't demanding more from you, purity, you know, clarity, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna give them whatever they want, and they're just gonna they're just gonna take it. They're gonna bro, consume it. That's bro, they're singing that's all over everything, bro. Yeah. They ain't yeah. rapping no more. Everybody's yeah. singing though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Singing R and B, bro. That's your boy Ja Rule brought that into the game. Bro, and then everybody knocked yeah. Ja Rule for doing it. Right, he was the, he was the, he was the head of the game. Fifty Cent came and <laughs> drilled on him for doing it. Yeah. And Fifty yeah. started singing. Now Fifty started singing. Yeah, and then now nah, everybody's singing everything. Yeah, no doubt. So so being at at Dejelon like. Okay, so what were some of the steps? You went from, you know, kind of doing some dirty work. You got some studio time. Um, how did it lead you into actually making a career out of it? Well, you know, I never really – I was one of them people, man. I wanted to get on because I wanted to make quick money. I wanted to build yeah. a big house and all of that stuff. Um, I never actually fully made a career out of it okay. because I became a father. Mm. You know, um, when my daughter was born, man, I had been around so many dudes who were deadbeat fathers in the industry. And just watching these dudes, man, I'll never forget this, man. I went um, I went to Dejelon on Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day afternoon to go pick up. I had left one of my uh, rack mount keyboards there. And I walked in, man, when I when I buzzed in and I looked in the lounge, there was three guys in there from a, from this group, local group. And they were all in the lounge, and they were all, all asleep on the couch. And I'm thinking, I got to get my gear because I know a lot of people here, and I don't want my gear just sitting here because I went, I need to get home and go see, you know, spend some time with my mother for Mother's Day. Yeah. These dudes are in the studio on Mother's Day sleeping on the couch. 
And one of these dudes was one of these, the funniest part about it is he got in an argument with another brother and the dude said something about his mother and he was about to kill this dude. <laughs> but he, but here he is on Mother's Day sleeping on the couch in Dejalon waiting for mm-hmm. waiting for Joe to see to come, come back into the studio so he could be following them around. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie too. With that studio life, I, I was one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had a kid at 15 mm-hmm. and I was in the studio. Bro, I lived in the studio. You know what I mean? Like we go in, daytime, we come out daytime. Yeah. Bro, we spend 18, 25, you know, 18, 20 hours in the studio. Yeah. All week, every day, every, I li- we lived in the studio. Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah. I could really, you know, I was one of those deadbeat dads. Nah, but listen, though, I was, you know, I was 25 when my daughter was born, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I had already seen a lot going down at Dejalon, you know. I had, I had probably about maybe four or five years of spending time down there. So I saw a lot already. Mm-hmm. So this was like, to me, I, it was like the tip of the iceberg for me when, you know, it was like everyday thing. I would see these dudes just hanging around, man, trying to looking for squ- table scraps. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they're trying to get on. Yeah. They're trying to get on. No yeah, doubt, yeah. no doubt. But you know, I, um, I, I always thought, you know, I wanted to be super producer. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you, wasn't, I, you couldn't tell me I wasn't gonna be a super producer, man. But then I started to see the dark side of the industry. And then mm. it, it, it it had an effect on me um, to the point where, and you know, just to keep it real, you know, um, I've shared this story with my wife and I shared this story with my kids. Um, it got to a point where I actually almost took somebody's life over it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you, you know, I can, I can go into it, you know, a, and I don't want to take up too much time, but mm. what it boiled down to is, Everybody's trying to get on, man. A lot of people saw this Jodeci MCA thing as their opportunity to get on. People backstabbing each other, man. Mm-hmm. Cats I went to church with, man. We've been friends all of our lives since we were infants, man. Backstabbing each other, you know, uh, record. So in my instance, what happened was I was working with a young lady, and I'm not going to say anybody's name in this story because these people still live in Rochester, and I, and I love these people. These are, you know, these are people that I grew up with, and I have mad love for them. Young lady I was working with, um, long story short, um, her family was trying to get her get her a deal at Dejalon. I was working down there. Um, I was doing an album for her. We were going to present the album to Swing Mob because Swing Mob, you know, Devontae had this little crew called The Basement. Mm-hmm. You know, he had, yeah, he had Timbaland, Missy Elliott, yep, Player's yep, player sister, all, you know, Genuine, all of these people, man. Yep. None of these dudes, by the way, none of these people had contracts with him, Just just so you know. Nobody had any signed contracts with him, but they're following him around all over the country and stuff. Just, you know, on per diem, just mm-hmm. want to be down. So I'm working with her, and I told her, I said, I don't care what anybody else is doing. You need to get a, you need to get a contract. You need to get a signed contract. Her, she had a cousin that was her handler. So like, he would stay at the studio with her to make sure, you know, them guys wasn't pushing yeah. up on her and stuff like that. He gets in her ear because he's trying to be down. He's trying to get a job with Devontae. He convinces her to record my conversation with her where I told her she needed to con- get a contract. She does it, and she goes and plays it for Devontae. So they call this meeting, you know, and um, basically I'm told, you know, get out the studio because I'm disloyal, okay? So I'm disloyal and because I'm telling her, you know, you need to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. So... You know, at first I was I was upset about very upset about it because I felt like her cousin, you know, 
ruin my career or yeah. what a career I was trying to start. So I started following this dude. I knew where he lived, mm-hmm. and I knew his patterns. I knew where he was going. This is a true story, man. And um, after I left Dejelon, I went. Uh, Chuck Campbell. Chuck is like a, a father to me, man. Him and his, his brothers have a group called the Campbell Brothers. And um, I was recording at Chuck's house. And um, him and his brothers, man, they Chuck laid out the red carpet for me, man. I didn't even like know Chuck like that. And ironically, I met Chuck through this young lady's brother. <laughs> Okay, and um, yeah, and so um, I was following this dude, man, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna kill this dude, man, because this, this, I was that angry Mm -hmm. because I felt like I had put in so much work. I was following this dude, man, and I had made a determination that I was gonna take this dude's life over music, man. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I'm I followed this dude home, and. I parked across the street from this dude, man, and my phone rings. I had I had one of them big Motorola, you know, the big bricks off of Yes. And so only it, it could All you got to o- do is throw the phone at him. He died. No, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. It could have only been one of three people. You know, it could have been my mother. You know, it could have uh, been my daughter's mother or it could have been Chuck. I didn't because back then phone phone bills were high. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Too many people <laughs> had. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I answered the phone and it was Chuck. He said, "Hey, man, what you doing?" And I said, "Man, listen, I can't, I can't talk right now, man. You know, I, I'm." And he said, "Well, well, hold on, man. You know, we need to talk about such as I said. I, I can't talk right now. I got, I got, I'm doing something." And he got quiet and he said, "You all right, man?" I said, "Yeah, man, I'm fine. I, I'll talk to you. We'll talk about it later, though." And he said, "Nah, man." I tell you what, man, uh, come by the house now, cause I, cause we need, we really need to talk about this. And he kept, man, he was on me. Yeah. And then, so I looked over, and the, and the dude, you know, he was, he had, got out of his car, and he was, his, he was taking groceries into the house, and it was my opportunity, yeah. to, to get, some, to lick some shots at him. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to get Chuck off the phone, and I get him off the phone, man, and this dude's mother came out of the house mm. and was helping him take stuff out of the car mm. and I'm sitting there man and I'm like I hear Chuck's voice you, you know hey man you know come to the house and I'm like I need to take care of this I ain't no gangster man but I was mad I was upset mm-hmm. I felt disrespected yeah. mm-hmm. and I felt like he he had taken an opportunity away from me that I had waited a long time for and uh, when I saw that dude's mother, man, the only thing I thought was, I can't, I couldn't shoot this dude in front of his, yeah. in, his in front of his mother, man. So you know what I did, man? I put the, I put the gun in my glove compartment. I started my car and I went to Chuck's house. When I got to Chuck's house, he didn't say a word to me, man. He looked right at me and he could tell something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. I went in the basement, man. He said, "Hey, man, you know I got these, I got these tracks. I need to to move from, you know, from Tascam, you know, over to blah blah blah." I, and I need I need to get it done. He didn't really need me. He just knew that's who Chuck was, man. Yeah. yeah, you know. And um, I'm, that's a story that I'll never forget, man. Because I could have, you you know, my wife likes to say this all the time. You only get one life, and you, it takes a second for you to throw your life away. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. One second, man. I could have I could have been rotten in prison right now. That's right. I could have been rotten in prison right now for taking that man's life. Yep. For nothing, man. Man, industry. Industry is serious. Yo. And you know what's crazy, man? I could sit here and blame it on the industry, 
but it was my it yeah. was my desire and greed for, for fame. The industry, yeah. like, yeah. just drawing yeah. you yeah. in. Like it's a whole yeah. beast behind yeah. it. Yeah. That. That's, no, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. It's, 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 there's um, there's a spirit behind it. Mm. There is though. It's it's a spirit behind it, man. And you have to be careful. No you know, doubt. It, and and you and like I was saying earlier, it can happen to anybody, whether you're secular. Or whether you're trying to do Christian music, gospel, yes. whatever, you know what I mean? It can happen to anybody, man. That that love for affirmation, um, money, fame, notoriety, whatever it is, man, there's a pull in there. You know what I mean? And I saw it from just the little producing that I was doing with with my cousins and them when they were doing they were they were gospel rappers and and we're talking about just local, man. We ain't talking about right. big time stuff. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about just local, right? So we had got this one gig out in Macedon. It was a big church in Macedon. And I forget how, how we got set up, but somebody that we knew um knew that there was a gig. I mean there was a um a big like hip hop f- f- concert going down with mad people, just just a bunch of artists getting together and, and they were doing this. I guess they did it every year at this church. And so we, we was like, okay, we'll go. You know what I mean? We we didn't really know what we was getting into. But uh, we get there, man. The the church was huge. It was huge. And we like, yo, this is crazy. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> like, you know, we used to just doing little stuff around no around Rochester. You know what I mean? But we like, yo, this is crazy. And then we get inside. Yo, the place was packed. Packed. And then it was a bunch of the white kids. But <laughs> It's an ego trip, right? <laughs> yeah, but it was packed. Yo, we like, yo. And and so you kind of like, I ain't gonna lie, you you know it was a little, you a little nervous at first, you know what I'm saying? You're like, man, are they gonna do good? You know, because I mean, you can't mess up, you know what right, I mean? Like, right. yo, this place is packed, bro. No doubt. And, and you had some some well known uh, gospel rappers that were there. So my boys, they went on, and they did their thing, man. They did their thing. And I remember just right after they got done doing what they what they did, bro, it was like, we got bum rushed by a bunch of just a bunch of teenagers come bum rushing our table, wanting autographs, bought up all the all all the CDs, all the T-shirts we had, bro, and, and I'm I'm signing autographs and stuff like this here, y'all. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> and let me tell you, in the moment you feel like, wow. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just that, man. Yeah, man. I'm talking about. That's oh, yeah. nothing, man, compared right. to... And that's, yeah. That's nothing. But it, it ignites but that, that fire yeah, in bro, you. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something there like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I got kids and teenagers coming up. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? They want my autograph. And I ain't even sing. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. even rapping. Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if you came off the stage. <laughs> oh, Listen, I, they no. got a story yeah. that they... That if if Jammer was here, he'll tell you about, about when we was in Canada. And we was out there with the stretch limo... And we and we had the you know posters, cars followers of posters. We was hopping out that limo, bro. I was signing autographs, giving away <laughs> records and everything. And everybody drills how I was, cause I was hopping out like ready for pictures, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean, making posing, you know what I mean. But again, feeding that pride, yeah, feeding yeah, that pride. Yeah. Yeah. I remember even save, bro. Even save. I went with a, sh- um, cause I always, you know. Again, I always wanted since I I was around that, and I know that that pride is real sneaky. Yeah. It can sneak up on you. So I always reached out to the local rappers, and I'm like, "Yo, I don't want nothing, bro. I don't want nothing from you. I just want to be your brother. You know what I mean? I just yeah. want to just make sure you're good. I just want to make sure you, you you don't get caught up in all this. So you know, me and Buck got real, you know, close. Buck calls me. Buck Barnabas calls me. He's like, "Yo, I'm gonna do a show in the city. 
come with me, man. I need somebody to come with me. Boom, boom. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I'll go with you. You know what I'm saying? This is probably like three years ago or something like that. Yeah, I remember so, you called me. Remember I told yeah. you, yeah. So I go I go out to the city with him. And um, he, he does the show. Um, Ishan was there. Ishan mm-hmm. was part of the headliner. What's my man that does the Christian? The Saga? Saga was yeah. there. So, um, and Saga had a dope show. They all had dope shows. So they all did their thing. And I'm looking at all of them. I'm going to show you how this prize still. Bro, I've I been dropped the mic long time ago mm-hmm. since what? <laughs> My last time was 2003, you know what I mean? 2002, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, so I, 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 I'm, you know, I, but I, I, I can't help that I'm in the back and I'm, I got Bucks merchandise and I'm selling it in the, in the, in the back of the room, right? And pride still kicking in me, like, bro, what are you doing back here? Right, like. Cause I'm used to being the limelight. Yeah. I'm yeah, used to yeah. being the one on the stage and everybody helping me and everybody's, you know, and I and look how God do me. God showed me like, nah, 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 bro. And I'm and I and I just humble myself mm. and just, you know, I'm selling his merchandise, you know, asking people if they want to buy it for him. You know, just playing being just, just totally in the background, totally in the background. And to show you how powerful that price lingers with you. And I, I thank God. I told you, Lou, I, yeah, I, I thank yeah. God. I said, yo, man, and I thank Buck. I said, yo, bro, I'm glad I did this. He said, why? I said, there's the pride in me that I didn't even know that was in there. No doubt. Mm-hmm. That, I, that I didn't even know was lingering. And I'm looking at y'all like, dang, that's supposed to be me. And I, I need to kill that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I said, yo, I thank you, bro. I, I, I want to be, bro, I'll, I'll bring you water. If you need water, bro, I, I don't want that. I, I just want to give it up. I want to give it away. Yo, so, so I mean, that yeah. it's interesting because... In our last episode, Kirk talked about preachers. You know, you, you know, if you don't be a preacher, you need you need to be called to be the preacher. And and I just recently brought up off off uh, air here, um, musicians that represent the Lord. I believe have to have a calling as well. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I do. I do believe that there is a uh, musicians are different if you look at them. You know. Like, uh, it's funny, a lot of musicians that I know are compulsive. Like, they're very compulsive on certain things. And and that is a good trait because it makes them compulsive with, with some of their music. A lot of rappers that I, that I, that I know, they were very, they had that, that um, behavior, that compulsive behavior that, that, you know, like, they couldn't pay attention to nothing. But when it came to music, they could zoom in and right. tap into a part of their brain yeah. mm-hmm. that they could just create, create, create. But take them outside the studio, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, 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 they got, you know, uh, attention disorders, all that. They're all yeah. over the place. Yeah. But they got to tap in when it comes into music. I, said, I told that to Kurt. I said, there's some mm-hmm. of us that's not like that, that we can still tap in. But a lot of them, a lot of rappers that I've dealt with, that's the way they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a special thing about, about a musician. So I, a yeah. musician. I think God make them a special way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, now, as far as what we feeding ourselves, the spirit behind a lot of stuff, man, I know I can speak for myself, man. It was man, it was demonic, man. Oh, yeah. It was demonic. It was I there, felt, yeah. I heard demonic I, people think yeah. I'm crazy, man. Nah, you know what I mean? Nah, I, nah. I, I, I told you, I told everybody when, right when we got with Joe and we do, we was doing all that stuff and got the Ron G mixtape and we was doing big things, you know, Lou, yep. we was going back and forth to New York city. And, and the thing is with us, we wasn't looking for a deal. See, the thing is we wanted notoriety. We wanted your, your certification. That's why we wanted, because we already had printed our stuff up. We already made our records. We already, um, did our tapes and CDs. 
we just wanted it. We were selling it. We had a record deal with Unique, um, um, Unique Records, a distributing deal. Mm-hmm. So all we needed was a face. So Joe and D, so that we could sell this material, we re-up, we'll keep selling it. It's 100% markup. You know what I mean? Right. We making all the money. Right. You know what I'm saying? We didn't spend all the money. Right. So we gonna make all the money back. So we was just looking for co-signers. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? Chilling with this rapper, chilling with this rapper on this mixtape, this mixtape. Now people know who we are. They're gonna buy our stuff. We got, we make all the money for right. ourselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we was, you know, we was at that. We was, we was, we was trying to do that. And I, you know, I, at that moment, man, I remember writing music, man, and something telling me, like, a voice telling me, you right there, just give me your soul. Now, y'all could think I'm crazy. Like, no, I know, man. I'm talking about listeners. I know my brothers here don't think I'm crazy. But listeners, y'all could say what y'all want. Speak to other rappers. I don't know. They, if they keep it. I know, writing music, a voice would say, it wanted me literally to say, to say, you can have my soul. Mm-hmm. It, it, it wasn't about, it, it already had me. It's crazy because I'm already rapping about mm-hmm. violence. I'm doing all this stuff with the groupies. I'm wilding out. But it wanted me to say it. It, it wanted me mm-hmm. to publicly say it. And I never said it, you know. I, I, couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know what that was. A, a voice kept telling me to say it. Wow. Just say yeah. it. Wow. Well, I think part of this is, like you said, um, you alluded to already about musicians being called, right? Because, I mean, when you think about it, and we talk about in the confinement of, obviously, the church, right? And so being called to do the work of a musician and realizing that when we talk about worship, right? When you talk about God's music, worship, you know, he said, that they that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that without understanding that there's a covenant that takes place Mm -hmm. between the worshiper and the one who receives the worship. Right. The one Mm -hmm. who's due to, there's there's a covenant there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Satan understands that too. He understands that it's a covenant. Mm. It's a bond mm. that you build between the one who's being worshipped right. and the and the worshiper. You That's know true. what I'm saying? And and it is it is God who obviously he gives us the inspiration to create this these songs of worship. You know, we hear scriptures about I will give you a new song and things yeah. like that. You know, he will inspire mm. us. Satan does the same thing, man. Lucifer does the same thing. He yeah. he just mimics God. He wants to be like God, so he wants the same thing. He wants that covenant, that 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 bond, mm-hmm. because he understands that that that's that's a stronghold. Now it mm. becomes a stronghold. Mm. If you're just doing it, just doing it, messing around, okay, you know you can be in and out of it. But once you establish that covenant, right. that bond, it becomes a stronghold. And, and you walk in a different spirit. Oh yeah. Yo, yeah. I used to go in the room. I felt my power. Yeah. For real, crazy. I used to feel my power, bro. Yeah. I used to go in the room. I changed the atmosphere, bro. Like for real, like. Man, I remember, man, I had authority, bro. And in, in that realm, I, I, like, I control a crowd, bro. I say a joke, have everybody laughing. I can say a joke, or I can have everybody ready turned up. I just, it, it was in my hands. I could feel the, the power. Mm-hmm. And I could feel the draw, the, the women drawn to me, the men drawn to me. I, I can, I can, I, bro, I, you could just feel it. You just it. read it. Like, yeah, you yeah. feel it, man. You yeah, feel power, it. You feel man. that energy, man. You feel it. That they just, you know, they just, and you know, you got like, and, and that just kind of just makes you, 
that makes you puffed up even more. It makes more, you puffed right? up. Like, yeah. But just, really, no. in the grand scheme of, of who God is, right, how puny that is. Puny. It's not even, it's not even a speck to God. It, it, no. It's nothing to and God. And yet, that's the delusion Satan sells so many people. You know what, God? I, I was listening to um, this, this message and from Piper, and he said, and he was talking about the joy. Mm. And he said, you know what's the, e what's the problem with us? We're too easily pleased. Mm. Mm -hmm. I was just saying That's that big. with the music. That's big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't, uh, as an audience, you know, the audience isn't expecting more or demanding more from the people that they're getting their product from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, back when I first got into music, man, I really, really latched on. Dr. Dre was like, everything to me as a, as a producer just because yeah. he was so meticulous and everything um uh, you know i used to study his music man everything about his music and then i just started to notice how as he got more popular man how dark his music mm. it had like this sinister mm -hmm. if you listen to dre's beats man you know he bought lead lines and he bought those those dark bass lines mm. and you know yeah. that's that's his his thing i can i can hear um, any of his music man i'll be like if a music comes on and I'll be like, that's, that's a Drake, that's a Drake beat. I know it. Yeah. And the crazy part about it is I, I was watching an interview one time with Dr. Dre. He was really young and, um, MTV, he, he was being interviewed by MTV and his, these exact words came out of his mouth. He said, I'll sell my soul to the devil to go platinum. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. And I look at Dr. Dre today now, I don't want to. I don't want to speak any negativity into that man's life, but if you look at all the moves that Dr. Dre has made, you know they talk about the Jay Z's and they talk about you know Jay Z is a billionaire and all that stuff. And it's but you look at the power, you know what I'm saying, yeah. from the aspect of who Dre is aligned with with Jimmy Iovine, mm. you know, one of the major players in the music business, and in the community too. But you look at Dre with where he's come from and like all the things that he's been able to accomplish. And I have no doubt in my mind that Satan had his hand all in that because yeah. of, because yeah. he, he said those words. Yeah, yeah I believe so. And he, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's not like, so, so I think some people not to get it confused. I don't think these people are, are cognitive, cognitively worshiping Satan, right? Exactly. There's some people out there that are straight witchcraft right. and the, we know that. We're talking about people who just crave power. Exactly. Yes. Right? Yes. Exactly. And, and because they crave power, notoriety, money, fame, status, yes. they do whatever to get that. Not yeah. understand, not under, obviously being darkened in their mind that the one who offers that is the God of this world. Oh, exactly. Which is exactly. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. And, that, yeah. and, and Jesus Christ in Matthew 4 and Luke 4 was tempted and one of those temptations was the power of the world. Yeah. That's right. That's right. The power that comes with the world. Yeah. The yeah. fame, the notoriety, the status. And yet yeah. he didn't take it. Listen, and, go ahead. Go ahead now, I was going to say, I, you know, I think that, you know, some of them do. <laughs> oh, I agree <laughs> with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, agree I with Because that. I, think I think some do. The, the perception of Satan from a Christian perspective is different from the world. You yeah. know, the world looks at Satan as, you know, the light bearer. You know, he's the light bringer. He illuminates. And, you know what I'm saying? Basically, it's, it's kind of freeing the the soul of man. Freeing you know man, yeah, to yeah, do yeah. what he wills. Especially exactly. to do what the man wills. So now I'm, 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 I'm shaking off all these shackles. I can just, I can basically experience me. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. just do me more and, and find different aspects and dig deeper into me. So it seems like it's it's not a it comes across very uh angelic, if you will. Mm. It comes across enlightening. It's like it, it's 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 feel good. It's not it's not it doesn't present itself as demonic. Yeah. As as a Christian would look at it and say, man, that's demonic. Right. But the world looks at it and and, and they see it embrace as embrace it. Yeah, it's, it embrace yeah, because it. It, it, it it's not coming across with pitchforks and ah, right. you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm right. A, <laughs> right. That's right. not the way he coming at you. Right. But you know what's interesting? You say that and what you say, Dave Jones. Just as a fan, right? Who listened to all who listened to all kind of music. Um, after becoming a believer, I would go back and listen to some of the the secular stuff I used to listen to, and I could tell from the the, the yeah man, you feel the mute, not the lyrics, just right. the outside yeah, of the yeah. just the production of the music. It was something like you said, sinister yes. about it, yes. something sinister about. But not only that, so so like for example, you got an artist would drop a single, right? Dope single, got you going, got you moving, no doubt. But then listen to the album, album. Yeah. no doubt. Man, some vile stuff yeah, coming man. from these albums, yeah, man. man. Well, let me speak from the artist's perspective. Go ahead. Because there's some music that I've done that's not Christian that hold, you know, they're close to my heart. I got a one track called Love Me The Way, and I'm speaking about my father. Yeah. And how the drugs had him, right? And it was me spilling out my heart in that, in that, in that track, okay? You know, and talking about how he, you know, the, 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 um, the hook was called uh, somebody singing, saying, love me the way I love you, no yeah. matter what. That's mm -hmm. what the hook was about. He's saying, no matter what I do, love me the way I love you. Yeah. And and I'm rapping about how he was caught up, you know what I mean? But and but my dad was still telling, hey, even though I'm caught up, bro, love me. You know what I mean? The, the track still hold dear to my heart. No, no, but yeah. there's no, but good music. There's still no, some that, good music. That's what there. I'm saying. So, but it's on an album that some demonic stuff is on the I album hear you. too. Yeah, yeah. That's, See, that's, that's what so, I'm saying. I'm piggybacking off yeah, your point. That's, yeah. So, like, you get some singles, or even like you get some conscious rap, some common, some Tali Kwali, most deaf, you know, some of the things like, yo, man, boom, you listen to it. But then you listen to the the the, the full length of what they're dropping, and it's like, yeah, wow. something, something's not right. Something's yeah. at, at being hindsight yeah. twenty no twenty, right yeah. in the moment, it's like, yo, this is hot, this right. is flames, I'm loving yeah. this. But you go back and you're, like I've gone back and listened to my favorite rapper to this day is Nas, Nas yeah. uh -huh. Like he was the one that turned me out to hip hop. Nevertheless, I go back and I listen to it and I find some very interesting things in his music and his lyrics. A lot of references to Christianity. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot yeah, of blasphemous yeah. stuff. That's it's my both, point. It's, it's both. blasphemous. Yeah, 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 but yeah, they're yeah. speaking out of they're speaking out of the mouth, not understanding. Not understanding. What you're right. You're right. You're it's right, you're dope right. bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't understand how they they're offensive no to God. Right. Yeah, you're right. You know? yeah. So, so it's it's yeah, it's crazy. Listen, I have a question for you guys. So, we I have this embodiment of music that I've done. Okay, I have now if I wanted to. I want your opinion. I already know where you're going. Bro. If okay, it's stuff I'm not getting paid for. Okay, it's in the it's in the cut. Now listen, it, it was already pressed up. This records this, and some of it was already sold. I got no power of that. Okay, like I told y'all, we had a distribution deal, so it got some of it sold all over the place. I don't know where you could probably find people in Canada in different places with it, right? If I was to take that music and Put it on the uh, on a platform that where you know if you could download it, stream. Cause people, let me tell you, people put it on YouTube. Some of my tracks. Yeah, yeah. I know, I had nothing to do with that. I have nothing yeah, to do with that. Power, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's out of my pocket. Again, the music is already out there. Right. It's, I don't know who put it on YouTube. I don't even know who did that. 
But what I'm saying is, so I'm not getting no money for that, bro. Hold up, bro. I'm not getting no money bro, for that, bro. Pride talking. Hold up, hold up, And not pride. I don't care about nah. the. Listen, I don't care if you acknowledge <laughs> what me. What is forget, it, man? What forget. is it? He wants the money. I'm saying it's work that I've done that we spent our pocket. Would it be wrong for me to put it in on a platform that I'm that I start receiving some money from for this? All N- proceeds going to the church? N- listen. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of proceeds already going so to let, the church. Let me, ask, let me ask you a question. Well, and though. what I'm saying, this is what I'm, and before you ask the question, Dave, all I'm saying is it's already out there. I'm not getting paid for it, and I could care less. But should I be getting paid for it? It's work I did before. This is what wasn't correct. You know what I mean? It's not knowing nothing new. Let me let me ask you this, man. What's this it, a question. What's it worth to you? Mm. What you mean? So, is the is the value of what you will get in return? So you go to them and say, "Hey, you know, I think I should be getting paid for this." Can your conscience deal with it based on what the material is that, about? about? Yeah, I mean, I mean, right now, I wouldn't. I'm not about the material that what it's about. Then you answer your own question, man. Yeah, it's like it's so. It's, take it as a loss. Listen, yeah. man, it's not even a loss; it's a gain, no, man. That, not only yeah. that, not only that, that man is dead. Exactly. Right. It don't even represent you any longer. <laughs> you and, know, I mean, you could use it for testimony's sake, but of course, yeah, yeah. You know, to to flourish or or to to move but, forward. Okay, so what about the people like Kanye West? He's got a whole large of archives of stuff that he did before he was Christian. And God willing, he keeps doing the walk that he's doing, right? And say, yeah. I know he's been having little things, but I'm still I'm still believing that God could do, you know, do you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. keep him. Now, what he just disregards all the music he did too. Well, I think the business end of that is already set up for him to receive. But yeah. what's the difference between me and him? Just because my business, I got, listen, <laughs> listen, I got publishing go just like, no, no, I'm being but, real. Okay, I, yeah. I got publishing, you know, Here's the difference. rights to it. I'm going to tell, you what, the, I'm gonna tell you what the difference is. The difference is Kanye West has a lot of people around him that are afraid to tell him when he shouldn't do something. But you got three brothers at this table right now that are telling you that the move that you're thinking about making is not a good move. Yes. And nobody has, I'll just say it. Nobody has the balls to tell Kanye West in his inner circle, bro, you, that's wrong. You're making a wrong move. Okay, so, yeah, you're making a Christian album, but then you got a concession stand set up where you're selling uh, $250 uh, T-shirts and $80 flip-flops. Yeah. It's a money grab. Yeah. So while I appreciate that, brother, and what, what he's trying to do, man, there's ulterior motives. All you have to do is look at the concession stand you, you understand what I'm got saying you. to I really tell to really speak to you about what the motive is so you have to ask yourself what's the motive okay. is it is it is it uh Don Dada wants to see Don Dada shine again mm-hmm. or do you miss the music it's motive not is just to put that put that I put it I, I put it work in that bro I want to give I got want to get my money back just like <laughs> let's say let's say let's say Matt, okay let's say my man that turned from the clips no malice no malice that's what he called himself now. He's probably still re- receiving royalty from mo- music he did when he was with the Clips. Yeah, with if he clips. kept his publishing. If he kept his yeah. publishing. Right. Right? Is he wrong for that? Why would well, he I don't even know the group, so I, yeah. I don't know. 
What? What? I'm asking Lou. Lou know the group. Well, well, I don't know what he's doing with his money. No, no. Meaning, is he wrong to receive? Because whenever they play music that he Here, does, that's to this point. day, he what, still get royalties That's my point. Here's what the, is, is he doing something specific with his money, with that money from the royalties? No, I mean, he's just yeah, living off the money. He, that's an assumption, though. We don't know if he... No, I'm going to say, what if he is living off the money? What if he's just living here's off the money? Here's even bigger than that. Go ahead, Kurt. I'm mean, just real quick in there. You, I can just say for me, and I think you you already know where I stand, bro. So I don't even know why you even brought this up. Man. So we don't already dealt with this. You know, I, I want to do it for the listeners. Listen, I'm doing this for the listeners, man. I, you know, yeah. for controversy's sake. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but because y'all know me, what I'm gonna do. I'm me, just doing this a, for the listeners. As as a believer, man, just for me, and this is my conviction. I couldn't I couldn't have nothing to do with that money, bro. I would have to give it away. So even yeah. if you were so if me you were yeah. secular, you were secular rapper, then yeah, you turn Christian I out of nowhere. I couldn't, bro. You'll just be like, no. Yeah, I would have to give it away, bro. Here's the yeah. thing for me. The the the, the thing we kind of demonize money sometimes. Yeah, yeah. The money the money doesn't know where it's where it's coming from. Exactly. So the money is kind of innocent in this whole thing. It's your desire for it that is I mm-hmm. feel like is misplaced. Mm-hmm. Um with this this what you you're talking about this other gentleman that was in a group and he's still getting published and mm-hmm. stuff. The thing with that is that vehicle that train is already moving. Yeah. So no matter what he did, if he was in a if he was in a secular group, right, and he stepped out and he was like, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. That publishing was set up from the day that they released that music. Yeah. So that vehicle is already moving. Yeah. But what you're That's doing, what I gotta set it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, gotta, you gotta go out to the garage. Gotta go, you gotta, gotta build it. it. I gotta, gotta put it on the Spotify. I gotta there, do all that. There yeah, you yeah. go. You already yeah. know, man. Yeah. You already know. No, I just did that for conversation. No, so. I got you. <laughs> I got you. You know, it's it's um. One of the things for me too, man, with music is like, um, you know, it's, 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 there's no, um, it's not a coincidence that Satan was in charge of music, you know? And it's like, um, he will use, that's what he's going to use. He will use that to try, you know, I look at, um, I grew up listening to all kinds of music, man. And so when I listen to music, I can hear I can I can hear and I can feel certain spirits and yeah. moods. You know what I'm saying? I heard I had a a, um, a, a, a a producer and a songwriter one time at a music conference in Philly tell me he was like, "Man, you're not gonna start making dope music until you get your heart broken. You know what I'm saying? Until you feel some kind of pain." You know, and so when I hear music, I listen to music differently. My wife is always like, "How do you hear that sound?" Like when I hear when I hear beats, I just hear the beat. But how are you hearing that stuff? It's because it's something deep rooted in that music that I hear. Hmm. So I grew up listening to all kinds of music. So like country music was was big in my house because my dad listened to country music when he was in the Marines. You know, we were stationed on on the base and stuff. I remember as a little guy hearing country all the time. Charlie Daniels. I don't know if y'all ever heard of Charlie Daniels' band before. Charlie Daniels played the violin. Mm-hmm. He's got a song. He just, Charlie Jan- Daniels just passed away two months ago. Rest mm-hmm. in peace. He had one of the dopest songs I ever heard. It's called Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yes. I know y'all have heard that song yes. before. No, exactly. If you listen to that song, man, kid you not, if you listen to that song, he's having a violin duel. The kid in the song is having a violin duel with the devil. Devil, yeah, I remember that track. When the devil's music comes on and the devil strikes up his bow to play, Mm -hmm. you hear everything. Yeah. Rock guitar, you know, it's like the energy in it is just like, and it's Mm -hmm. mad demonic Mm -hmm. when you hear it. When the when the kid strikes up his 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 bow to play, 
it's happy, feel good, swinging music. You know what I'm saying? When you listen to that song, man, that tells you, really, that song tells you all you need to know about how if Satan is in it, you're going to hear it. You're going to feel it, man. You are. That song, man, a country song, man, by a country western singer, man, violin player. That song is ridiculous. For the the viewers, if you've never heard it, man, Double Went Down to Georgia. I remember that track. Charlie Daniels, man. I remember that track. Dope track. Yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. But there's a lot of meaning in that track if you listen to it, man. It really is. Yeah, I mean, there's some creative people out there. No doubt. And and like I said, to what influence that it is demonic, I'm not sure because, like you said, during this time, you just felt like, yo, this right here, and it's just flowing right from your mind. Um, from a secular standpoint, but the same is true probably for believers as well. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. Where they just, absolutely. you know, whether they, like, for example, if you ever watch um, the documentary from um, Hillsong United, um, I forgot the title of it. Uh, apologies, viewers. Um, nevertheless, they, they got a documentary on how they make their music, and you find these brothers and this sister in the middle of the night praying out to God. Mm-hmm. Crying out to God, Lord, give us a song, mm-hmm. and they they're there. I mean, it's not like all right, we just think this. We, they're putting in work, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Putting in work, and not the work, not only work on their knees, bro. Yeah. Um, and that's where the anointing just flows, and you see the blessings of of some of the music that they have produced. Beautiful music, music yeah. that has influenced the entire world. Uh, in the in the sense that it's brought glory to God, yep. right? And that is the key right there, um, that all music should always point to Christ to some degree where he receives the glory, whether it is God using the artist, mm-hmm. and everybody knows that person is a believer, and or in the lyrics or in the songs, how it points back to Christ. So um, you find both ends of it. No man. doubt. Yeah. You find, and I'll tell you what, some of the most anointed people are the people who never, never record a track but sing every Sunday. Yep. No doubt. Oh, yeah. No Yo, doubt. man, I've seen some Spanish people who can <laughs> sing, man. Mm-hmm. They ain't never recorded a track in their life. And just there's it. just something about when they sing, it works your soul over. Yeah. It's anointed. Yeah. It's anointed. Yeah, man. man. Yeah. So, and you know, just that, look at the, um, the Beatles. If you listen to the early Beatles, it was more wholesome type. Then you listen to the Beatles when they start doing drugs. The 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 music went somewhere else. They got turned out. Yeah, no it doubt. went somewhere else. His spirits behind it. You no know doubt. what I mean? But listen, how about the these Christian brothers rappers right here that feel like you 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 box you're marginalizing them, you're boxing them in by saying that every you know that they can't come out and just rap about just regular music. If 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 they rap about the streets, they want to rap about the streets. They want to rap about this. They want to rap about that. The fans, like you said, give them kickback because it because they like, oh, you're supposed to be Chris. You know, Lecrae is one of them that yeah, a lot of Lecrae people got. Like, you know, they Andy get, Minio. Andy Minio is another yeah. one that they get. It's they, a few dudes. A yeah. few dudes that's starting to get that lash back saying like, hey, you're not sticking to what you used to be and you're getting more side of the box. I, listen, from the artist's perspective, I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, actually, believe I agree with you. Like as a fan, I hear where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like you know, the notion of, yo, I'm a hip hop artist, man. I'm but I'm a Christian as well, yeah. and they don't, you know, the label. I'm not a Christian hip hop artist. I'm a I'm a rapper, who's a Christian, exactly. right? So I hear that argument. I hear that argument. I think what what fans struggle with is that there has been a change in the language of their music. Yeah. 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 It's all yeah. about timing, bro. Like if if you had started out 
as just like, you know, you a feel good rapper, you don't, you know, you ain't got no craziness in your music. You just, you know, that's just what you was doing. And then you dropped a gospel straight, just straight up Christian album, you know what I mean? And you start, you know, you started doing both. I, I don't think people would have a problem with that because it's, you know, you started off already, that's what you was doing. We So we know you for that. Right. But when you came out strong, this is what you, because a, a lot of these Christian rappers, they come out hardcore Christian rap. Yeah, yeah, theologically they no, sound, yeah, doctrine. they ain't coming out with no, you know, uh, 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 with the uh, party dance Christian rap. They, right. come, they coming out hardcore. And then to see you go from that to then now, now you just want to do so-called feel-good music. But listen, one it, thing I can say about an artist, and to, to, to talk about what you're talking about, Kurt, and that's great that you brought up. An artist is an artist. He speaks what he lives. He speaks what's on his mind at the moment and what, is, what he's going through. So then Christ so, ain't on your mind no No, no. What I'm saying is this. No, what I'm saying is this. So in the beginning, there was no voice for Christ when hip-hop first started. There was no genre. There was no Christian hip-hop. So it was just hip-hop. But we like, oh, I like hip-hop, and I wish there was Christians rapping hip hop. Right. So now your life is all that. That's what you're involved in. And now you're going hard, right? Like you're, you're spitting Christian bars because you're like, yo, we we, we demand a voice and we do, do demand some, some shine time as Christians and we want to spit hip hop. Now, okay, boom, it's established. Now I'm in a different phase of my life. Now I'm like, okay, it's just like Jay-Z on the streets. When he first rapped, right, it was all about hustling because that's all I did was hustle. I could just tell you about what I'm living. Then you got the other Jay-Z, oh, I got money now. Right. And then now you got Jay-Z like, yo, I'm trying to buy paintings yeah. and I'm trying to leave generational, you know what I mean? I'm trying to make a difference now, right? So because you rap what you live, you know what I'm saying? And so you got, they went through that era that, okay, they wanted a voice, now Christian hip hop is established a little bit, so now they're like, okay, how do I? Now I'm rapping yeah, about how so they, I live they're, as, they're, a, as a Christian artist and with, so with a little bit of fame. In other words, their life has changed. It's and changed. So they kind of they so dealing rap, with what? Yeah. Exactly. So like Lake Lecrae, he ain't rapping about because now the lane has already been made. So now I'm rapping more from the business side and how I gotta live with, um, you know, being a, a record, you know, owner of a record label and 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 still, you know, be Christian now. Now my now my rhymes are coming towards that. You know what I mean? No, but I would say this, so though. You, with, you know, with, I, I, I'm talking from the Christian, yeah, yeah. the artist's point of view. I would say, though, like, with, with just, just speaking on Lecrae, um, and, and I still rock listen to Lecrae, but you could, in listening to some of the music, um, you go from theologically sound and doctrine, right, to now you, you, you talk about some social justice issues. You talk about, you know, there's some rat hot bars, and then at the same time you talk about, on some levels, you don't feel account. You don't feel like you the need to be accountable to the fans per se, because I've heard that in his lyrics as well. Um, the issue I have, though, I think. Well, I would say this. I think part of it too. Their initial audience was white evangelicals. Okay. Right, Kurt. You talked about it, man. We went to Macedon, and it was a bunch <laughs> of white little kids, right? Yeah, it was. Right. It was. So, 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 and they flocked to it. <laughs> yeah, it but this is the thing about. Christian hip hop, and, I, and this is where I feel where they're coming from to some degree. Who they were missing, where they were from, yeah. the hood. The hood, yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? They wasn't connecting with those people. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And I think this is why they kind of made a switch to, to try to come back and try to get their own, gotcha. in a sense. But at what compromise? Because, you know, Lecrae just dropped the album, uh, a track with John Legend. 
and and I'm sonically dope track sounds dope John mm-hmm. Legend singing, but my Christian convictions, I would never rock like that. Me personally, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what fellowship does light have with dark? On a, on a working level, outside of, see, this is the danger from a from an artist standpoint. The danger is, is all right, well, hold up. You're a plumber. You got to go work in somebody's house that's not a Christian. How do you deal with that? Mm-hmm. The difference is this is my livelihood, and I don't have a choice in this. I could make a decision, but this is what I got to do to eat. Right. Where he has made himself so successful, he can make a decision on not that. Not to do that. To yeah. not do that. Right. right. But, He's purposely made that but choice. What about, so what and it, it brings really confusion then? to, I would say, simple sheep. Right. Right. He may be secure in his walk with the right. Lord. I'm okay with it. Yeah, you secure. But bro, you do have brothers and sisters in the faith that are young that don't understand this, that come from a hip hop background, that are now freshly in Christ, and they listen to it like, yo, what's this about? But I how do you do reach that. but then how you cross over and reach his people without there's a two mean? that's two folded too. What do you mean how you cross over? That's two folded. Nah, whose people th- are you trying to reach? Meaning he can reach John Legend's uh, nah. um, nah. fan base now. Nah. Because now he does it. Nah. Now they can be like, nah. who is this dude look great? Nah. Let me look nah. into it. it I don't will, believe that. I don't believe that happens, happen. bro. Nah. I don't it believe will. that happens. Why not? I, because, bro, listen. Because we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be different. And not, not only that, bro, but the problem I think that we don't talk about is you got to go back to motive. Right. When you look at, okay, now you want to start doing this stuff, Why? You know what I'm saying? Why can't you started off this way? Why can't you end this way? Why can't this be who you are? Why? Why you got to go this way? You know what I'm saying? What's the motive? And then we want to say, well, it's to get more people. But are you though? Kurt Franklin tried that. We see that don't work. Right. You just mm-hmm. get a bunch of worldly so-called Christians. Come on, man. We it's it's either But does he change you, anything in his frame of work? Like, okay, so the song that you're talking about, Lou. Mm-hmm. What is it what is it about? Um, I only listened to it once, so I didn't get into the lyrics okay. like that. Um, because what if he's bringing Kurt into his realm? But he's not, because most people going to end up. I mean, he's bringing. I mean, go, I mean, this uh, what John usually Legend happens. Into his what realm. usually happens is people find out. Oh, that's John Legend. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to go listen yep. to John Legend. So you think yeah. it's reverse? Yeah. And I'll be honest it's, with you. When I listened to it, I was reverse. listening to John Legend. Bro. I wanted to see what John Legend had to bring to it. But there can be a few that will say, who is this guy Lecrae? I like the, his you, lyrics. You might let me it. listen to his hip hop. Yeah, let you me listen to his God is sovereign and, and able to do yeah, that. Yeah. And, and, and he's being, as long as Lecrae yeah. is being who he is. That's what you got to, so that, that, again, It's just like going to a, a secular party. Right? You still being who you be, right? But you're you're there to to show the love and talk to the people, come down where they at. You know what I mean? Because they ain't coming inside the church. No, and that's a fact. They're not coming. Yeah, in the they're church. not coming in the church because we acting too like you know like a social club. Well, that's and you know I think I mean? that's some of the shift or some of the reasoning behind the shift of communicating their music, um, where they have they've they're trying to appeal to a dem- different demographic. Now, is it because of money? Revenue stream? See, that's, I don't know. We don't know. We can't. I don't know we're that speculating. For sure. well, you, you're speculating we, if you say that. Are, we are speculating, but we're speculating for good reason. Yeah. Because and listen, that's, man, that's somebody right has. To, listen, the, we are right ambassadors here, for Christ, and we are supposed to hold, hold our brothers accountable. Mm-hmm. So if if hey, if I'm smelling something that L, bro, that don't smell right. What's up? 
Now, mm-hmm. if it checks out and you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, fine, now I got to back up and I got to say, all right, man, you know, I don't, I, me personally, my personal conviction, I wouldn't do that. But, hey, if God gave you the grace to do it, then I got to fall back. Because but, we don't but know. We can't, but we can't, we can't, we have to hold the line somewhere, bro. We got to step up and be willing to say, hey, bro, what's up with that? I, I hear you. But what I'm saying is, we can't say the brother's been out of line because we have no proof of him. At this point, there has been no, no proof. Right, yeah. He does. He gives away money. He's a, you know, he he's he's still with the faith. He still preaches Christ in his, in his songs. He still mentions Christ in his in his, in his songs. He ha- you don't see him doing anything wild. You know what I mean? He has done cameos with people, right? But he's always come with his yeah. his you know his message. You know what I mean? His message, and he's never compromised his message of but, Christ. But I want to say this, man. I think part of because if he's good right now, praise God, amen. But Satan is very crafty, man. Yeah. This dude is very crafty. The Bible talks about this dude at, like he's very cunning. Do you know cunning wasn't was not a bad connotation? That was actually a word of endearment, mm-hmm. right? So when we talk about how shifty this dude is, I, I tell my youth all the time when it comes to temptation, especially when it comes to you know when we talk about sex. Man, Satan ain't caring if, if you was at your girl's house and y'all didn't have sex the first night. Right. He don't care about that. He don't try again. He he like, yo, you can go over there a hundred times. Yeah. He waiting for the hundred and first time. Right. Where you just right there when you was weak enough, every, everything came perfect and boom. Now, guess what? All them hundred days that you didn't do nothing, gone. But it's gone. also God is God is all powerful. Absolutely. So it also could be God shining a light on darkness. I don't know, man. I think. I don't know. Because again, because look what we're talking about. I'm going to put it like this. He has not compromised. He has not compromised his message. Now, I can see we got We'll have something to say if he compromises in his message. And he, you know, now he's doing it. I would say, I don't know if he compromised, but his message has changed rap wise. It's not the same when he first came out. And it's right. not like he just worked with John Legend. Didn't he work with, uh, yeah. what's the cat, what's the cat from couple, Chicago? Couple, that's what's what's the cat from Chicago's yeah. name? But, the, 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 I forgot the white rapper. Church clothes joint. But, yeah, yeah. See, but, but, but again, see, appeal, but, the, see, that's the other but thing. But he still, but look at that album. Church clothes is a powerful Christian album. But a lot of people, see, and this is see? where, this is where Shylin came in and dropped a whole album on, on these type of dudes and some of the things they were doing. Why? Because church clothes goes hard on the church. True, true, true. You know, true. and that's, who the Bible says who is the accuser of the brethren day and night? Yeah, Satan. That's a good point. Right Very now, point. I'm not saying the church does is absolved from from correction and it needs you know some things to be pulled out to light because we do it ourselves, right? But the reality is is that there has been a trend with hey. with one one six and not all one one six but the cray the minios um, where they have said some things that just controversial man. And, and the true. body of that's Christ fact. is just like, yo, what, what's this about? That's a fact I can't argue with. That's so, a fact I can't argue and, with. And it's just, you know, you got to think of, the more you do it, man, you, you just, you're opening yourself up. Man. That's, easier that's, easier. that's what I'm yeah. afraid of. Right. And, you know, you may stand now, strong now, but man. I'm going to say, I, I do want to say this, right, to try to try to bring balance to it. You know, um, he, he he's in a different avenue, right? Yeah. right like from a, from a Christian hip-hop business standpoint. Yes. He is a pioneer. Yeah. There's no other labels out there that's doing it like Facts. that. So the reality is we don't know what it's like to be in those shoes. And he's putting out Christian Secondly, artists. Exactly. Secondly is 
I think we have to give him some 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 leeway for mistakes too, yeah, right? Exactly, and, and that's one level. So they may they may make some horrendous decisions, and and, and by God's grace, God may correct them at some point, and they right. may. You know, you, he's still living. You know what I'm right. saying? Still breathing. He may come around and say, "Yo, yeah, he's I made human. mistakes." Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, on one level, I do want to offer that, but but it, at the same time, I think sometimes it is confusing to younger believers, especially who are passionate about God and want to serve the Lord hard. We're not talking about just some youth, right? We're not talking about even though they, that's dangerous for them sometimes as well, because mm-hmm. now they look at Lecrae, oh, he rocking with John Legend, right. and now they yeah. because they're not sound in doctrine, hey, dangerous right. like right. Well, I could do whatever you know I could do. Yeah. If he could do it, I could do it, right. you know, kind of thing. So. Long story here, I mean, trying to break this down because I want to close this shop up here. I think for the most part, um, uh, we just got to gauge and be discerning. And at the same time, we can't be afraid to call out stuff, too, if we say, you know, I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, and these are the reasons why, blah, 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 just like Curtis just did. I think that those are valid reasons for what we see because these are brothers who launched themselves off the platform of brothers and sisters in the faith. Now they're doing something a little bit different, but like I said, maybe because it's it's a whole new avenue business-wise, yeah. and they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to yeah. navigate it. Yeah. But this is where we pray and hope that they have elders in their lives that exactly. are yeah. encouraging them, speaking into them, and, and holding them accountable. And we God can pray way. for them too. Yes, yeah, yeah, we're here for them. Tats Nation is here for them if they ever need a, you know, some brothers in the faith that support them and love them. All right, yo, Tash Nation, we got two good episodes busting in the hour. This music stuff is for real, and I'm not even in the business. You know what I'm saying? Never been in the business. And we just tapped the surface, too. Yo, yeah, for yeah, real. Exactly. We didn't even go. But hey, yo, Tash Nation, man, we love y'all, man. Keep listening. Yo, subscribe. Yo, yo, subscribe to our YouTube channel, at Theology in the Streets. Follow us on Facebook and uh, Twitter at uh, uh, Tats Podcast and Tats underscore podcast and Instagram as well. Um, yo, we love y'all, Tash Nation. Thanks for listening. We out right now. See you. Peace. See ya.